Good morning and happy Reformation Sunday to you. I see a sea of red here. So, wow, and yeah, Ella's got red on, right? Nice, looking good. Well, welcome. Um, today uh, we are without a, a pianist, but we have a, a song I know you'll remember and have heard before to start up, so we can sing along with the music that's been recorded. That's on page uh, 228 of your uh, of the green hymnal. And then before we get started, I'd like to invite Lee to come up. And Lee, if you're ready and willing, I'll let you do the uh, announcements for us. Good morning to all. Good morning. Uh, let's see, we got several things here, plus a couple of add-ons that are not on your um, bulletin, the uh, newsletter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, first thing is today, of course, after church fellowship, uh, due to the slight breezes out there, uh, the umbrellas won't stand up, so we'll be having fellowship inside over there, okay? Um, so don't grab a seat out at the table, there won't be anybody else there. Uh, let's see, our missions this month. Uh, we're still doing the uh, Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child, which uh, provides shoeboxes with gifts of hope to children around the world at Christmas time. Some of the usuals, uh, sit and fit, of course, is this Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Bible study as a special incentive this month, or this week. There will be luncheon served, and also there will be a craft uh, time, I guess, to do some crafts with, in addition to the Bible study itself on Tuesday at noon. It's still at noon, okay? Uh, you don't have to bring anything, just yourselves. Uh, the prayer meeting on Wednesday is at, uh, excuse me, 11 o'clock on Wednesday, November 1st. Uh, All Saints Day, of course, we're uh, getting ready for that. That'll be Saturday, November 5th, which is this coming Saturday. Uh, if you, if you have a loved one who's passed away this year and would like their name printed in the bulletin, let Ashley know by email or on a blue card found on a table in the narthex. VO Outre Victory Outreach is hosting their annual Harvest Festival here Tuesday, October 31st. Uh, in the parking lot mostly. Uh, they will have, uh, weather permitting, they will have, that be the Halloween for both the, uh, their members and neighborhood community. Uh, they try and get people in to come in and uh, keep the kitties safe and just enjoy the evening. Uh, if you'd like to donate candy for this community event, please give your candy to Ashley and she will give it to VO after she's sampled to make sure that they're all good. Uh, let's see. And one thing that uh, we usually don't think about because it's on the back or everything, the church office hours. The office hours are Tuesday to Thursday from 9 to 3 be closed on Mondays and Fridays. And uh, Pastor Ken is in the office on Tuesday to Thursday uh, from 10 to 2. You can uh, let Ashley know anytime uh, if you need to make an appointment. If you can't make an appointment, you just want to show up, he'll probably take you anyway. So anyway, that's the announcements for today, I believe. Check my notes, see how bad it is. Nope, I think that's it. So there you go. Have a good week.
Men may change the words to their hymns, but God's word never changes. Amen? Let's try this again. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. 
This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies and grant to your church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. There is a lot of red out there. Good morning. First reading is taken from the book of uh, Revelation in chapter 14. And uh, it's uh, six through seven are the verses. You can find it on page on your pew Bible if you'd like. Uh, it's at the back of the book. <laughs> yeah, Revelation 14, six through seven. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour 
of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. You can join me on uh, the reading responsibly on your uh, bulletin on page six. It'll be Psalm 46 that we will be reading. Page six of the insert. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear for the earth give way, mountains fall in the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, as the river of streams may glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fail, fall, excuse me. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And see the Lord has done desolations he has brought on the earth he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth he breaks the bow and shatters the spear he burns the shields with fire yes be still and I know I am God I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The next reading is from the book of Romans, page 1750, in your pew Bibles, if you would care to join. I'll be reading uh, in chapter 3. Verse 19 through 28. Romans 3, starting at 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through law, we become conscious of our sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. 
God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded because of what law? The law that requires work. No, because of the law that requires faith. For we maintain that a person who is justified by faith, apart from the works of the law, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shall we go you have the words of eternal life alleluia the holy gospel according to saint john from the eighth chapter glory to you O lord our gospel this morning is from john chapter 8, verses 31 through 36, and can be found on page 1663 of your pew Bible. John records, To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? And Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I was reading my sermon here today. I was, earlier I was 
wishing that I could channel the voice of my very German maternal grandfather, August Schluter Henning. Some people called him Gus. I called him Grandpa. He had a very commanding voice. And I could almost hear him saying some of these verses and these lines with uh, just emphatically, the way that only that he could too, but he got your attention. In today's gospel, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And Reformation is about truth. Reformation is not change for change's sake. Instead, it is change in order to comply with the truth. That is because Jesus said, and we take him at his word, that the truth will set us free. It will make us free. Now the problem is this, that our enemies do not want us to be free. Therefore, they fight the truth. Jesus himself said this about the devil in John 8, 14. He said, the devil was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies... He speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, there are many, many ways that our enemies can lie to us. And I once heard a story. It's just a story, but all, nonetheless, it could have happened, probably did happen, and you'll see why. You know, there's a reason when you go to the airport and you hear over the system, the PA system, it says, do not leave your luggage unattended. Have you heard that? Anyone's been to the airport lately? Do not leave your luggage unattended. If anyone asks you to watch some luggage, report them to airport security immediately. And this warning is repeated about every 15 minutes or so. It's kind of like, okay, I got it. I got it. Some people don't get it. So the story goes like this. This husband had to use the washroom, so he let his wife be in charge of their luggage. And when he came back, he noticed several extra pieces of luggage. Uh, honey, what is the extra luggage, he asked. And she replied, oh, well, this nice young man he asked me to watch them while he returned to his car to get the rest of his luggage. He was so nice and kind and polite that I just couldn't say no to him. Well, the man immediately contacted airport security and they hauled the luggage away. And they also detained the couple for questioning. And the officer explained that the explosives found in the luggage could have killed many people. And the woman responded with the words, well, that just doesn't make sense. 
He was such a nice young man. She was willing to believe that the terrorist was telling the truth just because he was so nice to her. When children are young, we tell them, don't talk to strangers. Don't take candy from strangers, except for Halloween night. Don't go anywhere with a stranger. Adults don't need help from little children. No matter how nice the stranger may seem, he could be dangerous. And for some reason, we forget all of that when we get older. You see, feelings and emotions are deceptive. If you were to ask a youngster why he or she is misbehaving, it's possible that you were here, I don't know, I just felt like it. Sometimes unfaithful spouses will protest when they get caught. How can it be wrong when it feels so right? I'm not sure the source of this. It might have been Hugh Hefner who said back in the 60s, early 70s, if it feels good, do it. You heard it. If it feels good, do it. How many times have we seen people get into all kinds of trouble because they followed their feelings instead of their common sense? Motion. It might be a good guide to truth in fiction. Anyone watch uh, NCIS? Here, anyone watch that? There's a character, uh, Leroy Jethro Gibbs. I see some of this going on. Well, Leroy might be able to trust his gut on NCIS. You know, Luke Skywalker might be able to reach out and trust his feelings, just the Force and all that in Star Wars. But in real life, in real life, emotions are not a guide to truth. You can look on the internet and whatever search engine you prefer, you can search the gospel according to John, and if you ask the right question, it'll reveal that Jesus talked about truth about 21 times in just that gospel of John. Interesting enough, not once did he say that our salvation depends on our feelings. Not once. And a word to those listening, if you want a religion that is based on feelings, Jesus is not for you. In today's gospel, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus established Christianity based on truth, not on feelings. According to Jesus himself, we know the truth when we abide in his word. That is the Bible. Now, Martin Luther 
had the same thought when he stood before the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V and the representatives of the Pope. You see, these authorities demanded, they demanded that Luther recant his writings. That is, they ordered him to take back what he had written. And they threatened to punishment. Maybe, most probably, to kill him if he didn't retract what he said and what he wrote. And we know through history that although Luther knew that he might die, despite that, he proclaimed his loyalty to God's standard, the holy teachings of Jesus Christ, as found in the Bible. And when the assembly asked Luther to recant, he said this most famously, Since then, your serene majesty and your lordship seek a simple answer. Gotta love Luther. I will give it in this manner. Unless I am convinced by scripture and by plain reason and not by popes and councils who have so often contradicted themselves, my conscience is captive to the word of God. And to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. I cannot, I will not recant. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Martin agreed with Jesus that the only source of saving truth is Scripture, the Holy Bible. Martin Luther believed that God gave us our reasoning ability and that we should use it. And we should use that reasoning in service to God's Word. And it is in this way that God would give us the truth that frees us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Martin Luther did not care what popes or councils said. Instead, he would depend on the very word of God. Now, the Reformation means that we do not elevate God's service to us by how nice the pastor is. We do not elevate God's service to us based on how happy it makes us feel. Instead, we do what the Bereans did in Acts 17.11. Now, and in parentheses it is the Jews in Berea, were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. What a blessing. What a blessing these people were to Paul. They did not elevate him by how happy he made them. They did not elevate him by how nice 
he was. They elevated him based on the truth of the scriptures. So what is? What is the truth that we find in the Bible? The vision statement of Jesus Christ found in Luke 24 tells us to proclaim repentance and the forgiveness of sin in the name of Jesus. Repentance begins with the acknowledgement of sin. God's word says this. You said it earlier this morning in 1 John 1, 8 and 10. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar and his word is not in us. These words, these verses teach us that if we say we have no sin, we have neither the truth nor God's word. And according to Jesus' words in today's gospel, that would mean that we are not free. Repentance continues as we learn that we are helpless to change our sinful ways. God's word says in Romans 8, 7, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. It also says in 1 Corinthians 12, 3, this is something that we've talked about in our Romans Bible study. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, Paul writes to the church in Corinth, No one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. These words teach us that the Holy Spirit must change us, for we cannot change ourselves. Now finally, repentance looks to the promise of God contained in John's first epistle. In 1 John 19, he writes, If we confess our sins, this is the good gospel news, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Repentance tells the truth about sin. Repentance throws itself on the mercy of the Almighty God. Lord, have mercy on a sinner like me. Forgiveness tells us that God in his love has done what he has done to save us from our sin. God's word says this in Romans 4.25, Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. And again, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, for our sake... He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The gospel accounts 
are dedicated to, uh, dedicated to the message of the life, of the suffering, and the death, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. With his suffering and death, we know that Jesus takes away our sins and he carries them to the cross. The sign of his resurrection certifies that our Lord's death was a total victory over sin, death, and the devil. In repentance, we have told the truth about our sin by the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the power of the same Holy Spirit, our repentance looks to God for relief from our sin. The proclamation of forgiveness tells us what God has already done to deal with our sin and declare us righteous in his eyes. The proclamation of repentance and the forgiveness of sins is the central message of the word of God. The same word that makes us into disciples, the same word that reveals the truth of salvation, the truth of salvation that makes us free. By God's word, the Holy Spirit works faith in us. That is the faith that Jesus Christ is the one who brings us unto eternal life. The word of God is the means by which the Son sets us free. And if the Son sets us free, if the Son sets us free, we are free indeed. Only in the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, oh, oh. 
if your sky is dark and pours the rain, then cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, and live. And when you can't contain your joy inside, then dance for Jesus. Oh, dance for Jesus. Dance for Jesus. And live. And with your Will you please stand if you're able? I just made a boo-boo. I cut that short. Sorry, Tim. I stood up. Um, but it's, you know me. Um, we're going to confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed, found on page 85 of your green hymnal. I'm not, is it in your um, bulletin? I don't know. So page 85. We'll do it the old-fashioned way. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before you to praise you for Jesus, our Lord and Savior. You are our God. You are our refuge and strength. Without you, we would be lost. We need you. Help us lean not on our own understanding, and I pray that your word would be more real to us than what the world says. Father, we pray for revival. We pray for protection. We pray for your peace to wash over our hearts and minds. 
We ask for healing. We ask for comfort. We thank you, Jesus, for setting us free by your shed blood on the cross. We are careful to give you all of the glory and all of the honor for everything you've done for us. We surrender to your goodwill. Our lives are in your hands, and we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection he opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread or drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. His word sets us free. We take him at his word. His word says that this is my body. Not this is kind of like my body and this is symbolic and it's a nice thing to do on Sunday. He says, this is my body given for you. He says, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Those who confess him as Lord, those who confess him Jesus is Lord, have the Holy Spirit in them. And I heard all of you confess him. So come, the table, the foretaste of the feast of the Lamb is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward.
the Reformation, not change for change's sake, but change because it didn't comport with the Word of God, the truth, the source of which our faith comes through the Holy Spirit, God's Word, God's Spirit to you. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.